time of great turmoil in Gov's domain. With the destruction of the church's spire at Bodhi and a dead sun creaking through the sky, the habitat is in disarray. Opportunistic governors and self-styled warlords clash across the domain, and the very land seems to revolt. Great beasts emerge from beneath the sand, colossal creatures out of half-remembered legend. Most are benign, even benevolent, but sometimes the radiation from the dead sun corrupts these gentle giants. When that happens, the people call out for someone to stop the destruction help heal these magnificent monsters. People call out for the Monster Care Squad. These are their stories. acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Caetzee, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. Welcome back everyone to Stories of a Broken Sun, an actual play anthology podcast. Today we are continuing our game of Monster Care Squad from Sandy Pug Games. There's a Kickstarter that should be starting up very shortly after you hear this episode. There'll be a link in the description to that. So make sure that you hire yourself over to there and back it at the level at which you're comfortable. It's a really exciting game. We've been having a blast with it so far. And we are going to finish the symbiosis phase tonight. Now, this is the final phase of a game session. Well, not necessarily a session, but the final phase of a confrontation with one of these monsters. Just as a reminder, in the uh, world of Monster Care Squad, monsters are not evil creatures to be defeated and killed, but rather they are creatures who live in uh, a symbiotic relationship with the communities around them. And uh, we have reflected that in our Stories of a Broken Sun world as being something that has happened since the uh, destruction of the sun and the subsequent failure of a lot of the uh, animal cryogenic containment systems and those having created monsters but ones which are generally benevolent so long as they are treated well by the people around them uh, the characters we are joined by today are specialists who have been hired on by denton yang who is uh, in charge of several sectors here in gov's domain at this point there's an ongoing civil war of course with the different remnants of the church and other factions that we'll get into once we're looking back at this world through a different lens. But right now we're on the ground with this monster care squad. They've been dispatched to a village in sector three, close to the center. And their task is to figure out what's going on with the giant creature Ubasi. Ubasi is a very large monster. And uh, Ubasi has the following characteristics. Most of the monsters that will be appearing in our setting going forward are some type of chimera because of the way in which they were formed. But Ubasi has uh, prominently the shell of a turtle on their back. And on the top of that shell, Ubasi has a spring, an oasis of uh, constantly replenished pure water that they carry from uh, village to village and town to town here in this part of Sector 3. 
Ubasi also has the body of a rhinoceros beneath that and the legs of a mountain cat. The, uh, uh, the tail of the turtle also sticks out the back of the shell and sweeps back and forth. Meanwhile, on the business end, you have uh, a giant lion's head and uh, with a big mane and all that in, in various different colors. We never really did determine what the color scheme of Ubasi was, but we're going to be seeing Ubasi up close and personal this session. So what do you think Ubasi's color scheme is like? You know what? Before we get to that, let me introduce the players who are playing today. Today, we are joined by Keekers. Please introduce yourself and your character briefly. Hi, it's me, Keekers. I am she, her. I'm also known as Be a Space Cat. Today I'm playing Tenpenny, who is they, them, the best dentist and all our veterinarian dentist in all of the station. And I vote that Ubasi is electric blue with hot rod flames on the shell. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we are also joined by Velvet. Hi, everyone. I'm Velvet, she, Fei. You can find me on the interwebs at Ochi Brown Sugar. And I am playing Aiza she her who is a tracker turned a uh, monster care specialist she also happens to think that uh denton is a big goober but that's besides the point i, uh, I was probably thinking... constant across all of your characters <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, i don't know anything about that sorry go ahead i'll play you know i'll play the fifth on that one <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm on board with the electric blue with the flames. I was thinking along the lines of almost that classic lion turtle, like golden green, but you had me at hard rock flames. Mm -hmm. Well, perhaps uh, Ubasi's mane is electric blue. Ooh. And the, the remaining fur is sort of that greenish look. Okay, we'll, we'll dig into that more once we have introduced, of course, Michael Blood. Hi, everyone. It's me, Mike Blood. They, them. Uh, tonight I'm playing Yaro, he, him, uh, the station's greatest veterinary masseuse which is an occupation that you know i have a lot of overlap with in my personal life the veterinary part or the masseuse part i'll just i'll let that i'll just let that lay <laughs> leave that to our imaginations i mean do you, do you want to massage my cat that'd be fun i will happily massage any cat free of charge i love cats you heard it here first, folks. Would you rather Derek or Kiki? Derek's the really friendly one that we think is part dog because he greets everyone at the door. Or Kiki, the shy, reticent one that speaks like a Southern lady. Well, I'm more interested in the cat that speaks. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Can't I lie, a talking cat. You've got me. You've, you've really piqued my curiosity there. <laughs> Speakers, does Derek lean more towards Magnum or Blue Steel? Mm. Are we talking about Zoolander? We're Zoolander? <laughs> no, he's actually more a Ferrari. Oh. Yeah. I, I love that cat. He's such a dork. No, but seriously, though, if someone comes to the door and he's like, hello, I have to check you out. Yeah. My dog feels the same way, except he's neurotic, so he won't stop barking. Very well, true. That, that's my dog, <laughs> too. Yeah. I think a lot of dogs, I think a lot of times it's just them yelling who are you who are you or i'm so are... excited to meet you yeah mine my dog is so excited and then the cat is just also excited okay so ubasi so far we've got an electric blue mane and i'm kind of feeling like maybe the mane ripples and moves as if it is fire but it isn't yes yes absolutely okay. constantly prehensilely in motion yeah it looks like it's moving like fire but when you touch it it's definitely just for yeah yeah so kind of like hades mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah so okay so it's like got that blue fiery hair i'm okay with the rest of it being like a gold and green colors i think that's fun but not all turtles are 
greenish. Some of them are kind of brown. You got like the box turtle, like painted, like kind of box turtles that is like they're like kind of brownish with those yellow lines. That'd be cool. Why are you putting the turtles in the box? Let them be who they want to be. Dang. I'm not the one who put them in that box. Well said. <laughs> so do you think about um, golden fur and green eyes? Get yeah. That going on. yeah. Maybe the nose is also green. I feel like nose, green nose and tongue, I think would be kind of cool. Ooh. I'm all yeah. about it. Okay. Red shell. And then the shell red, dark reddish color. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have had those hot rod flames. I think those have been painted on by like the local children. Oh, yeah. When they're okay. hunkered down yeah. by a village, the kids come Heck out and yeah. they like paint, they paint graffiti on Ubasi's shell and like braid their tail and stuff. Well, they wouldn't braid their tail, but. Yeah, there is one <laughs> rabbit amongst the flames. <laughs> yeah, I bet there's like smiley faces and other kinds of stuff in there in amongst these flames that have been like a group effort by like particularly artistic minded children. And then there's this other just kind of fun graffiti on there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's what Ubasi normally looks like. And they have that oasis in their back. There's probably like a couple palm trees around it and uh, just on, on their back as well. Ubasi is very large, as we talked about last time, you know, large enough to step on a village and destroy some of its wall. So it's a very, very big chimera creature. And Ubasi is sick and Ubasi needs your help. So when last we left off, you had discovered how to cure the two illnesses, the two wounds which are plaguing Ubasi as a result of some type of radiation related mutation or... Um, uh, issues with the faulty decanting process that created this monstrosity in the first place. And you were getting yourselves ready to ride out into the desert to climb on this beast and and cure them. Hmm. Okay. Just going to save those changes to the, the description of Ubasi. Now, the two wounds that you learned about that Ubasi has are the goo foot. Uh, the goo foot means that there's something going wrong with the, uh, the uh, sweat glands in Ubasi's feet, because like most cat-type creatures, Ubasi sweats through the pads in their feet. But the sweat has changed in its chemical composition in such a way that it has become adhesive and acidic, which seems like a contradiction, but, you know, we're in a world of magic. So this, well, I guess that's not really a contradiction, because if you look at certain types of adhesive, they melt stuff together, right? They melt plastics yeah. together? Absolutely. What am I thinking of? What's that stuff called? Uh, a solvent? A solvent, maybe? No. 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 I've had to use them before, but of course I can't remember. Epoxy? But describe what you're talking about again. It's like a type there's, of adhesive. There's a type that, of adhesive. Epoxy? That, I'm sorry. That, that you melt? Well, it, um, it, like for instance, with like um, war game miniatures, Epo you can get types of glue that will... Basically, melt the, like Matt's saying, melt the plastic together so it's a much tougher bond. Okay. No, epoxy is usually mixing two components together. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, the people listening will definitely know what this is. Every <laughs> single one of them will be screaming at their headphones right now. It sounds kind of like... Some so kind of alchemy. It sounds like <laughs> soder, uh, soldering or whatever. Yeah, it's just... 
it's like a type of adhesive. You put it on plastic, it melts together. It's not exactly that, but it's got a similar idea where it can melt things and also bond them to the pads of Ubasi's poor little toe beans or gigantic toe beans. And so the goo foot, you know, it can melt terrain and also that terrain gets bonded to it Katamari style. So Ubasi's staggering around out there in the desert, poor thing in like platform shoes right now. Fabulous. And uh, the platform shoes made of debris and sand. And, and the longer this goes on, the more it's going to damage their their body, you know, because the, the sweat can't come out properly and things getting stuck to their legs and feet. So really quick question. We did not can like say what color the toe beans are under all of that. And now I'm really curious. It's extremely important information that we haven't gotten to yet. And I think we'll find that out once we cure that goo foot. Okay. We found the cure for the goo foot is uh, a whole bunch of healthy dog sweat, the juice <laughs> of a desert flower, and the pulp of that same plant's root and sand, which, and it has to be injected into a sweat gland, uh, into the sweat glands in order to work properly. And uh, to get that healthy dog sweat, as I recall, Yarrow stampeded all the local dogs that were still healthy, but unfortunately the goo foot was going around, so you weren't able to get quite as much as you wanted. And then you got the rest from Seeker Cavallo's bevy of dogs. Uh, he came, he rushed over here in his patroller vehicle to help you out. The other wound, the other illness that uh, is in, uh, afflicting Ubasi at the moment is Giga Scurvy, uh, which you discovered by finding some of Ubasi's teeth had fallen out in the desert. And uh, you were able to figure out that uh, Ubasi's got the Giga Scurvy, which causes teeth to become brittle and fall out. Oh yeah, Ubasi has the teeth of a shark, as I recall. So we, mm. we learned that Ubasi's yes. teeth, like the inside of Ubasi's mouth is shark-like and that the teeth constantly grow back. There are many rows of them. Good thing Ubasi's friendly, usually. Mm -hmm. Horrifying creature. So the Giga Scurvy attacks the gums and, uh, and the enamel of the teeth, causing them to become brittle. So when the teeth fall out from that grade height, they shatter, uh, which causes some complications that you may run into should that happen around you. And you found out that the cure for Giga Scurvy is a sweet potato paste that must be applied directly to the gums of the afflicted creature. And because Ubasi has superheated breath from the Giga Scurvy, which has also affected their salivary glands or something along those lines to create this superheated breath, you need protection against that superheated breath, which I believe you thought you would get from animal fat, but that was from a role that didn't go well. So we're not quite sure how that'll go. It's going to work. It's a foolproof plan, Matt. Our supervisor said that the best idea would be to just shoot it into its mouth. Yeah, Secret Kavala did suggest, why would you go up there? Just <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it's good to have a mentor and, and those mentor moves sometimes as the, mm -hmm. as the GM in this game. I know. One of those moves specifically says, we're going up there? <laughs> it's part of the fiction, Matt. You at least need to get up to uh, a free sweat gland, so you'll have to climb up pretty high on, on their legs for that one. As to getting into the mouth, I mean, we're going to see how these rolls work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, gosh. I have to re try to do the tenpenny voice again. <laughs> Just tear your nose off. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, wad up some tissue paper. Yeah, just take a clothespin. Close mm. Hello. Okay, so the symbiosis phase. You have your diagnosis. You have your tools. It's time to get to work. In the symbiosis phase, you square off against the monster and attempt to heal their wounds. Symbiosis is the most different phase of the three. You're still taking actions and following moves to see what happens. But symbiosis doesn't use a clock to track your progress like the other phases. Instead, you'll be using your skills and abilities to cure the wounds causing the monster to go berserk. If you succeeded in the previous phases, you'll have some help here. 
and you should be able to apply your cures relatively easily. But if you failed the previous phases, you can still soothe their pain and fix the problem. It'll just be a little harder. Now, uh, as a, a note, your diagnosis phase, you didn't get a critical success on that. You got three out of four on that clock. But on the synthesis phase, you got a critical success. You succeeded at all four phases of that one, which led to you getting a critical ace that you can bring with you into this session. An ace is something that you can spend to add a die, either a d4 for a character or session ace, or a d8 for one of these critical aces to any roll. And after that, it's spent. And we'll get into character aces when they come up. Unfortunately, we did not gain any session aces uh, in this uh, game thus far. So if you look in your rules list there and you go down to the symbiosis moves, do you have those open? Sure do. Yes. Okay. All right. So just want to make sure that you have read over those and uh, I'll just quickly read the names of them. One of them is called We're Going Up There, which is a roll plus force to get where you need to be on the animal, uh, on the monster rather. There's retreat. If you lose control while you're at the D4 segment of the control track, you have to retreat or spend an ace to avoid that. When you retreat, you pull back to a safe place and begin a new synthesis phase. So you get bumped back a phase. There's cure. Now you have to have control on the control track. We'll talk about what that means once we get to it. Uh, but once you do, you can roll whatever die you're currently on on the control track to try and heal that wound. There's get in the way. Uh, that's to protect your allies. That's a roll plus grit. And that pushes around on the control track as well. There's set them up, subterfuge, trickery, or subtle action to mislead, trap, or confuse the monster with a fine roll. There's we go on three. When you come up with a plan on the fly, name at least one other team member with a relevant training or background, ask them to help out. So everybody rolls on that one. And there's move on. That's once you have cured both of the wounds. I messaged uh, them to let them know that we are doing the symbiosis phase finally tonight. And they said, oh, gosh, good luck. I believe in you. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh no. I hate it when that happens. So the, they, the creator of the game says, oh, oh boy. Do they, <laughs> wait, do they know about how bad we can roll sometimes? Is that it? Is Maybe it's just they don't have hope in us. Just up. don't let me roll. It's okay. We'll it's see. It's not just you, Velvet. It's never been just you. This is a collective effort. <laughs> We're all cursed here. Mm. All right. What time of day do you want it to be when you face Ubasi? Our noon. Yes. Actually, I was thinking it would be better to do it in morning. Okay, I guess I'm going to be overruled on this. Well, yep. was that one good? <laughs> Fine by me. So you want it to be high noon, which means... You spend the night after you have created your cures, you've got your treatments ready. All the people in the village are out here wishing you the best of luck. There's a, not like a parade, it's a solemn occasion, but everybody's lining the streets as you go out, patting you on the shoulders, uh, or not, if you don't like that, waving flags around, being like, good luck, and we believe in you, and you can do it, and all that kind of stuff. Lots of encouragement. The people really want you to succeed here. You've got a lot of support. Everyone's on your side. Yes. That's cool going, though. <laughs> they might see some people in the back, you know, with their, their hoods up, exchanging <laughs> we currency. We also did have that big mechanical arm to try and uh, flip Ubasi over. A crane, yeah. Mm. All right, you got a, yeah, you got a big lever that you got crane, uh, from the yeah. fire spiders tunnel that they occasionally have to use if Ubasi flips over by accident. All right, so you've got the giant lever. Everything's packed up onto you, the uh, onto the goat cart. And uh, Seeker Cavallo climbs up to one of the guard posts on the top of the walls. And he says, okay, gang, you need to get out there, find Ubasi, and administer the cure. I'll be back here, keeping watch. I've got the wave communicator. You've got yours. If you need help, don't forget, you can always contact me. 
The dogs say, because they're dogs. Thanks, Shaggy. Seeker Cavallo puts a hand up to his hair self-consciously. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't even finish saying that. So we get that Western-style music as you step out of the gates of the village and set off into the desert in the morning. I think I think it's from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> An excellent rendition. I'm the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm the dentist. <laughs> and my axe. <laughs> you make your way trudging through the sand. The lights, the solar array that is uh, seen on the horizon and straight above you is fairly hot here, but not as hot as the deadly sun used to be when it was baking these once verdant lands into desert. And it almost seems as if with the help of these great creatures that have emerged from underground, it almost feels as if this desert is beginning to bloom again. It almost feels as if the earth here is starting to change to a different type of biome, perhaps from the presence of the monsters or the terraforming efforts or the uh, reactivated systems that the different powers in play here have put into place, but the desert is beginning to become less of a hostile place. So are we talking more like steppe or prairie? It might be getting that there eventually. Like right now, it's only been a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So you, you're seeing more growth and less baking heat during the day which is giving things the opportunity to survive here that wouldn't otherwise. So there's dust, there's sand, it shifts under your feet and the feet of your bicycles and your carts as you make your way. Where, where are you carrying the giant lever and your equipment? That's a very good question. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um, Tenpenny definitely has a bike and this bike has like saddlebags that has their equipment in it. Okay. And as Ten Petty pedals along with their equipment, uh, there's like a cart behind them with a lot of with the mashed uh, yams packaged into it. And as it goes along, Ten Penny is like the sage and bloom is like perfume. Pop, 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 pop. And no one, no one got that. I hope you all clapped at home. I thought it was lovely. <laughs> Supposed to be the sage and bloom is like perfume. Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> a song that has made it here in, in these times. I guess the big old lever is probably on some kind of cart, maybe drawn by uh, goats or dogs or something along those lines. Good. So you're making your way there. The sun is high above you. Well, not the sun. The band of light is high above you. Getting towards being directly above you as you get towards high noon. And as you make your way through the desert, you begin to feel the tremors in the ground, each one, any liquid begins to jiggle and ripple each time you hear one of these great impacts. And they're not as regular as they would be were this the, uh, you know, healthy steps of, a, of an animal in its regular gait. They're staggered, they're irregular. And on the horizon, you see the great shell rising up into the sky of Ubasi. The main, which is normally a comforting electric blue, has changed. It is red and black, looking like flames uh, wreathing the uh, golden fur of this monster. There's goo dripping from Ubasi's great maw and teeth occasionally coming loose and falling to the ground. It almost seems to dim the light around it as Ubasi's agony becomes apparent. You can see the crust 
of debris built up around their legs in one of their legs the crust has made its way all the way up past their knee so they can't even walk properly because that knee won't bend and uh, for the others it's getting up just below the knee one of them is you know halfway up its calf it's it's irregular in each one but that right front leg is nearly immobile from this encrusted debris and sand and you can even see a few plants sticking out of it the shell on Ubasi's back, normally majestic red covered in paint, you can still see that graffiti and those hopeful signs, but it almost seems as if the paint itself is weeping as it drips down the shell, being melted off by the heat generated inside Ubasi's body from the scourge of the Giga Scurvy. The water in the oasis upon their back is steaming and boiling and the trees that uh palm trees that grew up around it are withered and cracking ubasi's not in good shape ubasi has not yet seen you but you can see that their eyes usually again that comforting green are bloodshot and seem to have these jagged lines of black running through them ubasi roars and the sound flattens the foliage all around it it's almost as if its roar kicks up the sand and flattens it around ubasi and it turns, still not having seen you, but moving in your direction. How do you approach Ubasi? How do you respond to seeing Ubasi in this condition? Uh, Tenpenny definitely, like, starts sniffling a little bit because it's a little bit depressing. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess that's a hiccup, but you know. It's hiccup. Some heartbreak on Tenpenny's part. Yeah. What does Isa think upon seeing Ubasi in this shape. Isa's excited to test her, her metal against more monsters. I think she's just going to take a deep breath and just really center herself for the struggle ahead. Okay. What about Yarrow? If Yarrow could squint his eyes even more than he usually does, he's, he's kind of like at a man with no name levels of squint at all times. Mm -hmm. But upon seeing the beast in pain, his, his eyes squint so hard that it, it becomes indefinite as to whether or not he has eyes and the only thing that you can really see is the glint of tears forming at the corners oh, no. that he quickly wipes away with a masculine hand you've turned into brock exactly Actually, yeah. <laughs> that's me <laughs> old brock heck yeah oh no <laughs> as ubasi approaches they do in fact begin to block out the light and the great shadow of this creature falls over your little caravan and they are you suggesting we're under the shadow of the Colossus? Indeed you are. Oh, God. They seem to almost finally notice that there is something in their way, and one great eye rolls and points down towards you, and Ubasi lets out another roar, this one sounding almost pleading and pained. But then Ubasi raises a great encrusted paw, and it begins to come down towards you, and we enter the symbiosis phase. I have set up two control tracks that you can see in front of you. The boxes with a green fill represent your control level. The boxes with an orange fill are going to represent Ubasi's control level. Ubasi starts over on the right at the D12 box. You start over on the left at the D4 box. You can increase the number of boxes you have filled by taking various actions. Ubasi will also be taking actions against you anytime the opportunity arises and they can push you back just as you can push them back. Your goal is to get more boxes filled than Ubasi has, and once you have filled enough boxes and you have more boxes than Ubasi, 
and you're feeling lucky, you can roll to cure the beast's wound. So if you are at a D6 and Ubasi's at a D12, so you've got two boxes to their one, you would roll cure, but you would only get to roll a D6. If you're at a D12, if you get all the way up to the D12 and you take control of the track entirely, and ubasi has been pushed off of it, then you can roll cure with a D12. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So this is a push-pull clock. You can push Ubasi, Ubasi can push you. Each time Ubasi does something that sets you back, you get moved back a box. Each time you do something that gets you closer to curing, you push Ubasi back a box or just claim a box if it's empty. So the foot slams down amongst you. The goats scatter, pulling the cart with the lever with them, and uh, and we're in it. Let's start making moves. I'm going to go around wide and draw the creature's ire. All right. Actually, I have an idea that Isa should climb up there and tie a rope around Ubasi's neck so that some of us can climb up there. I'm going to say right now, it's a fine idea, but if you want to tie a rope around Ubasi's neck, it would have to be an extremely long rope. It's getting a good all the thing. way around. It's a it's good a thing I have, I have four prep left in my backpack. <laughs> so you could maybe consider like grappling hooks, something along those lines even. Rope, hundreds of yep. feet. <laughs> You're welcome to give it a try. So you're trying to draw Ubasi's attention. Yep. Do you think that's a set him up kind of move? You're trying to mislead the monster? Yeah, I don't think we're in active danger, so I don't think it's getting in the way. Yeah, Ubasi hasn't made an, a, a real attack move yet. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on Shosher and rush underfoot and uh, just try to distract Ubasi and give my teammates the uh, opportunity to start climbing. Okay, so set him up. When you use subterfuge, trickery, or subtle action to mislead, trap, confuse, or misdirect the monster, roll plus fine. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> minus what? All right, roll plus minus one. I got a three. You did get a three. Okay, so uh, that basically means Ubasi is going to make a move. So you're running underneath uh, Ubasi, and basically what happens here is that Ubasi uses, not on purpose, but Ubasi takes a step forward and you and Shosher kind of run into where that footprint was and the ground there is still half melted and you get a little bit stuck. So I'm going to advance Ubasi's control by one. There we go. What's next? While Ubasi is kind of distracted, uh, I guess I'll start climbing with a rope. Okay. So that's probably, we're going up there. Yeah. You climb around an enormous monster, roll plus force. Give that a try. Off to a strong start in the symbiosis phase. <laughs> Don't worry. Bell curve is going to even out and you're going to, you're going to be eating your words. Well. Am I? <laughs> we got to, okay. we got to create a data set in order to reach the other side of it, Matt. Yes, indeed. Okay, so on a six or below, you fall. Move back one on the control track. Oh. Which would actually knock you out of this phase, generally. So I think you start to climb up Ubasi, and Ubasi shakes their great mane and, like, flicks one of their paw, and you're sent flying off of, of the creature. So, Isa, uh, you assign yourself flying through the sky, and you can spend an ace. Yeah, you could spend a character ace to roll a d4 to add to that roll if you want. Or you could roll a, use the critical ace to roll and add a d8 to avoid having that be a failure because otherwise you're getting knocked back into a new synthesis phase. I mean, if it's all right with both of you, I'd like to roll that critical ace. Do it. Roll an eight. It's going to happen. Why'd I say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's one d8? Yep. No, we're hoping for at least a three. <laughs> Or two. Oh, you got oh, no. you got the exact minimum. 
just barely scraping by, kids. We got a two. All right, you got a two. I'm going to remove that critical ace there. Okay, so you're at a seven. On a seven to nine, you get stranded halfway there. You can spend an ace or lose your footing. Uh, So you want to be stranded, spend one of your character aces to get where you're going or lose your footing and fall. I'll spend the character ace. I'm now taking the situation as a personal affront. Mm -hmm. Which of your trainings or backgrounds are you going to use here? Uh, My force background. Wait, I used that last session. Can I use that more than once or just once? Only once per session. I used it last session. Can I use it this time? again or no sorry by session i mean all the way the whole all three phases Um, do you have like you have a supply thing you could use you could say that that's some type of item that you can use as an ace well you know i don't think i used my surgeon yet i don't remember if i did surgically grab a bunch of fur right like i i essentially oh my god that was making worse but (laughs) Like, before I fall, can I, like, stab one of my knives as almost like, you know, like those climbing axes? Or, like, you used a special surgical knot to tie yourself to Ubasi's fur or something. <laughs> you can use Ubasi's fur and craft a sling. Yeah, you could You could do that. You could probably use one of your surgical instruments to, like, tangle yourself up in Ubasi's fur. I'll go for that. Okay. So you're dangling there, uh, hanging off the side of Ubasi's leg as they shake it back and forth. and. Uh, you know, I think we get a wide shot of this. You can just see like Isa getting like flailing back and forth <laughs> as they're attached by this single point. This is the part in the anime where the art style becomes very silly. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So Isa's climbing up there. And uh, what is what is Tenpenny doing as all this goes on? You can see already things are starting to break down. Yarrow and Shosher are stuck underneath the creature in a footprint. And uh, Isa is being flailed about on uh, Ubasi's great leg. Hmm. Okay, let me let me figure this one out. What would a dentist do? Did Yero do set him up or get in the way? Set him up, I believe. Yeah, so um, I'm going to do get in the way. <laughs> What's the terrible danger you're standing in there in between here? Well, uh, I'm trying to stop it from getting away and like stop like help Yarrow get back um, in control of the situation okay, and get it to move still so that Isa does not fall down, basically. Okay. And what does this look like then? Hmm. Trying to figure this one out. What does that look like? This can be as anime as you want it to be. Go full shonen. For some reason, I just imagined Tenpenny getting in front of Ubasi and dancing, like a caramel dance and dance. Okay. You want to do a distracting dance? It's not the anime I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but it's where we're at. It's where we're at. I love it. Hey, you know, I love Welcome to the Ballroom. <laughs> I don't okay. know. You guys said anime. That's the first thing. Your would be proud it's, of you. It's a, don't it's turn a bad back. topic. You yeah, can do no, it's, it's my fault for not specifying. All right. So you're, you start doing your dance. So let's get in the way. Roll plus grit. Okay. I'm going to be honest that the first anime dance that popped into my head was this terrible like hand rolling thing from Tenchi Muyo but yeah. I can't it's like <laughs> or or something like I don't remember it's been years okay so I rule okay so that was a nine okay. you got a nine yeah you got a nine why do you so surprised <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you succeeded <laughs> <laughs> all right so you've chosen to get in the way 
and you roll the nine. So on a seven to nine, push the monster back on the control track, but you're going to lose something to protect your friends. So first off, I will clear this and you can pick one. Minus one supply, lose an ace, one of your character aces, move back on the control track. Don't do that. Or something precious, valuable, or important to the people of the town is destroyed. Mm. Can, now, can we say that I lose the bike instead of, but not the wagon with the potatoes in it? We can count the bike as a supply or, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, you have to spend supply to replace it, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, while Tenpenny is doing the Caramella Donson mm-hmm. dance, uh, which I just demonstrated, just the hand motions, though, because I'm sitting for all of you listening at home so as they wave their hands above their head back and forth ubasi is kind of confused and transfixed i would say but it kind of takes a one step back which then smushes ten pennies bike okay. like just one one leg moves and re-situates itself on ten pennies bike <laughs> but uh, thankfully by doing that it is no longer menacing Gyaro. yeah no the foot as uh, as the foot comes down to crush or Tenpenny's bike that moves that dangerous foot away from Yarrow and stabilizes the leg upon which Isa is climbing. Okay, you've got uh, you've got some momentum here, crew. Let's get it done. I mean, now we won't because you told us to. You know, the uh, the the wave communicator crackles, and you hear uh, the voice of Seeker Cavallo, and it says, "Hey, gang, uh, I know you're having a tough time right now, but I just want you to know, everyone here." is really excited and they believe in you. We're watching through binoculars and uh, telescopes. Everybody's just watching what's going down. We're all on your side. We're all cheering for you and for Ubasi. I mean, cheering for you to help Ubasi. So do your best, gang. Hmm. Hmm. Now, what if I wanted to use magic? <laughs> Teeth magic. Well, you've got that move, right? Yes. I don't think that move, I don't think you can use a general move to advance the control clock. But if you want to do something magic, you're you're allowed to do that. Okay. I just realized that Crikey is also a symbiosis move. It is. Part of me just wanted to say that Tenpenny started flying up towards the mouth <laughs> or hovering a distance so that then their potato goo gun would be in enough distance to shoot it towards Ubasi's mouth. But So what you're describing is very interesting. However, I am not sure that it is covered by you can do small acts of magic. Yeah, the small act of magic was basically hovering up in the air a bit. Mm, I'm not sure. I think if you want to get up there, you have to climb. Okay. I think that's sort of the core of the symbiosis phase is climbing up the monster. You could do some magic like uh, because you have Presto, that means that you can flavor any of the moves in the symbiosis phase as you using magic to do it. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I would interpret it. So you could flavor that as we're going up there and say that you're, you know, hovering and maybe every once in a while as you hover, you launch yourself up by grabbing one of its fur follicles and bouncing up that way. Okay. Though so I just went. So if someone else wants to go. There's also, I, I want to draw everyone's attention to we go on three again this is i a, did see that that's crazy i tried to do together. that earlier just want to once again point to all the great stuff you can use because that move is very good i tried to and you shot me down me i did not shoot you down yes you did you said we don't have enough rope <laughs> you don't have enough rope to lasso a giant no but no. we go on three can be coming up with a plan on the fly so if you want to use that you can say I'm going to throw the rope up there and then maybe Yaro is going to grab the other end of it or something like that. And, you know, we'll try and tie it up that way. I could see that working. 
or if you just want to use a grappling hook or you want to climb up and tie the rope to the shell or to the trees on its back or whiskers those are all things you can do well yeah let's tie it to the to the to one of the things on the shell then i guess okay in that case if you're going on three then you're probably working with at least isa because Isa's most of the way up there right Mm -hmm. yeah so you name at least one other team member in this case it's isa you have a relevant background, which is your cardio and your force, and you ask them to help out. So you and everybody who agrees, you roll plus the relevant stat. And for every 10 plus, you hold one. Okay. So Yarrow, are you involved in this action? And if so, how? Hmm. Tenpenny is trying to grapple up. Yeah. Reverse repel, if you will. Isa <laughs> uh, is climbing up. Tenpenny, I guess, is trying to throw the rope to Isa mm-hmm. and then so that Isa can then secure it to a sturdy part of the shell or one of the trees or, or something up there. Okay. And Yarrow, you have the rope, so you'll need to rush over there to get it. So I think you're all involved in this plan. And the yes. stat that you're rolling is force. So everybody rolls plus force. Okay. That's a good one. Hey, that one's might- fine. Got an eight, yeah. Yarrow? Or a nine, I guess. That's what I got. A ten. Nice. Okay, so for every ten plus, hold one. So you each, so we're holding two right now. So the team has two hold. Now on a seven to nine, you're safe, but you botched the plan and lost something important. What was it? So something important is lost as you as you do this. So uh, what what thing goes wrong here? I already lost my bike. I'm. <laughs> I don't want to give up. The potatoes and potato goo gun. What if I'm separated from Shosher? Interesting. <gasps> oh no. For the rest of the scene. Okay. Yeah, okay. So you're you're riding over on Shosher to bring the rope over. I think what happens is when you get there, because you've asked Shosher to move faster than Shosher normally does, and Shosher's still got this goo on them, Shosher is stuck. Like Shosher can't move appreciably. No. Uh, until they've had time to like rest and recover and you've had time to treat what's happened to their claws there i'll see you on the other green side my friend but you get the rope to tenpenny and tenpenny you throw it up to isa okay the rope comes up to you isa you're still clinging to the surgical tools you've tangled into the fur of this beast am i able to pull them up or just finish climbing rest of the way well you've got you're still you're you're still stuck part way right so you'll probably you've got the rope like attached to you now you'll probably still need to climb the rest of the way up but the team has two hold now which you can spend on the following options advance on the control track rescue a teammate that rolled a six or below push the monster back on the control track gain a session ace or refresh a critical ace those are all things you can use hold for and you can keep using this move uh, as you go through this confrontation just so you're aware do you want to keep climbing then yeah okay so roll plus force okay kaka <laughs> uh, yep we're having we're having a great time six do you want to use an ace or do you want to use one of your hold you roll the six there I, I believe I'm out of my personal aces. Have you used all your... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You've still got your supply point, which I think you can use as saying, I bought this. I brought this piece of gear with me, I think. Yeah, but I, I have that say... I believe I declared it last session, but if not, uh, I'm saving that for having kind of like a some kind of specialized, you know, like knife needle type of thing that I'm going to use uh, for the sweat glands. Okay. If I have that declared. Uh, you'll good if I refresh a critical ace. Do it. Or do you want to save that? What do you think, Keegers? I think go ahead. 
Maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I shouldn't be rolling our critical aces. Okay, so we're down to one hold, and you've rolled a three, so you're up to nine there. We're going up there. On a seventh nine, you get surrounded halfway there, spend an ace, or lose your footing. Yeah, I think you're making your way up. You get up to the shoulder of Ubasi, and uh, you find yourself still, like you're scrabbling to hold on, but as you grab the fur, you can feel that it's kind of loose, and some of it's starting to pull out of these, you know, gigantic, follicles are starting to pull out probably as a side effect of the giga scurvy or maybe from the goo foot something is causing uh, ubasi to like molt and shed in a way that they shouldn't be right now in this in this uh, season and so you're you're having trouble keeping your footing but you haven't fallen what else do we want to do while we're trying to get into ubasi's mood here we're not having a lot of luck moving up the control track though <laughs> So have to, you know, I'm just going to check something. I'm going to see if uh, if Nem is still around to ask them a question. What if my players die? <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be possible. I'm just trying to figure out how the clock is working. What you mean? Um, it says I see two symbioses. Yeah, yeah, it's one for each wound. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so they have one tick on each and we have one tick on each got it yes we both start as present in on the control like line okay and uh each time yeah certain moves can move us off the uh, control line and then shoot us back into synthesis others advance us and ubasi can resist and advance themselves and push you back Mm -hmm. and so once we have more ticks than ubasi does then we can try to cure Yeah, yeah okay I was just just saying we're both equal at this point, I guess. So yeah, you each have one tick in control, and you currently have one hold. So your options are keep trying to climb, set somebody up that could get you a session ace, for example. You can use we go on three, or if you have any particular like character specific symbiosis moves, you can use those as well. Oh, okay. I just checked with them and they were kind enough to answer quickly. You do move up the control track on a seven to nine of that. So uh did we get two seven to nines on that on uh the climb? Yeah. Okay. So you've you are actually at the D eight square here. Okay. So you are currently despite what it looks like, you are in control of the situation. <laughs> uh you have three ticks filled in in the control clock. Ubasi has one at the moment so we could technically cure one of the wound try to cure one of the wounds right now yeah so the way the cure move works is you roll one of whatever die you have on the track and you can add aces to that but basically with cure if you're rolling a d8 you can't fully succeed because unless you have a really good roll on your ace because you need over you need 10 or more to heal the wound yeah, on a seven to nine, you can reset everyone's position on the control track, but then the monster advances two segments and that wound is cured or the wound mutates or shifts in something in some way you haven't seen before, but you still advance on the control track. It's become a dire wound. Or your cure fails, but you set up your team, say how, and give one teammate plus one to their next move as long as it uses what you set up. So you can try to cure this now if you want. I would like to climb Ubasi. Okay. Okay. Why not? It's been going so well. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, who has the syringe full of the wonder solution? I do. You do? Okay. I mean, I, I figured I have the special instrument with which to administer, so I figured I would have loaded it ahead of time with the, the cure juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Now I'm trying to figure out what move would be... I guess we could just... Hmm, I guess the potatoes are in the potato gun. <laughs> Those earthen starches? Yeah. All right, so let's roll the, the die to climb up there, Yarrow. All right, that's plus force. 
Mm-hmm. Have we been using the force this entire time? An eight. Okay, you rolled an eight. So again, seven to nine, We you increase your control track by one. So I'll increase that for you. You're now at the D10 level, and you get stranded halfway there, and your choice is to spend an ace or lose your footing. <laughs> Trying to think a way of res- a resuscitation specialist work. Try to work that in here. <laughs> would say, like, ooh, nope, never mind. Have you spent your monster biology or massage specialist backgrounds yet? Yeah, I'm just going to spend massage specialist. I have an, an iron grip. You know where the muscles lie below the, uh, below the fur of this creature, and you're able to grab on to uh, a ridge of muscle before you fall down all the way. Thank goodness you know where that tendon is, I guess. How does Yarrow feel about this situation? Everyone here will always remember this day as the first time they heard Yarrow cry as he screams in horrible fear. Poor guy. Which I cannot replicate because I would hurt my throat. Mm-hmm. You would hurt our hearts mm. too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just imagine that old man crying <laughs> because he nearly died. Folks at home just insert some uh, Wild West version of the Willem stream. Mm. Okay. So Yarrow and Isa are both now clinging to the leg of Ubasi. Isa, you're up at the shoulder. Yarrow, you are up at where the crest turns into the fur around the knee. Er- no, it's above the knee. So you've gotten just above the knee area on uh, on Ubasi. And let's see, Tenpenny, you're still down on the ground. And Ubasi roars again and shakes their mane. And as they roar and shake their mane, some teeth fly out of their mouth, loosened by the Giga Scurvy, and slam into the ground. You see the shards of shattering giant tooth spraying in all directions. And uh, Tenpenny, you have to like dive for cover. And uh, that puts everybody on their back foot. You know, two shards are pelting the fur as well, making it a difficult place uh, to climb. So I'm going to push you back on the control track by one there. Oh, okay. Got to be making moves too. But it's not just not just you making moves. Uh, I get it. So we're allowed to use, just to read it. It reiterate we're allowed to use the same moves again, right? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Because I was going to say that. Hmm. Ten Penny was going to set them up. Now I'm trying to figure out how is Ten Penny going to set it up to mislead or trap the monster. Could be some subtle action. Yes. Ah, ah, ha, ha. Tenpenny's going to use their uh, magic to create an illusion to make it look like there's fire on the ground, like a long strip of fire around in front of Ubasi to make like a big, huge, like how big can I do an illusion? Can we say that I make a circle of fire around Ubasi, an illusion? I don't think you need to make it all the way around. Like if you make it a large enough curve, Ubasi might assume, but you are in a desert and like it's hot here. So you can also take advantage of like the mirage effect to increase the power of your illusion. Okay. If I'm using my my magic thing, does that add a add a die or just as general? Uh, it's a general move. Yeah. So I don't think it can be used as an ace. But okay. Let, let me just look at aces one more time here. Character aces. Things your characters bring to a session. Their special equipment, trainings, and backgrounds. Yeah. Specifically says special equipment, trainings, and backgrounds. So you would need to if you want to use an ace. Use one of those things. Okay, well, uh, we'll just leave it alone and say that's what Tenpenny does uh, to create this illusion, which is their subterfuge. So that's a 2d6 plus one. 
for plus one fun. Okay. And it's only a six. Ah. It is a six. Okay. You can spend an ace. You have a hold that you can use. Those are options there. Well, I do have... How many aces... How many character aces do I have left? One, two, three. I have three character specialties of... <sighs> Wait, does... Your specialty count as an ace? Your specialty. In this case, I think so. You can make uh, an any animal call that they've heard before. I would I would allow it in this case. Mm. If you want to do like the call of a distressed infant or predator of something this size or something on the other side of the fire, that might draw their attention more and make this a success. Okay. So we will say that that... Since I will use my animal or my call that uh, of a noise that Tenpenny has heard before. So around the fire, oh, I don't want to do an infant. Then don't. <laughs> Maybe it's a potential mate. Ooh. Ooh. Is there yeah. a Mrs. Ubasi? <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess this Ubasi is male since it has a mane. No, the Uba- we've been using they for Ubasi. Yet. So, yeah. like, we don't know how or if reproduction would work with these monsters. <laughs> but uh, you never know. A... Maybe just maybe just the uh, the prospect <laughs> of companionship. Well, hey, I didn't even yeah. think that this was a, this was on the table for me. <laughs> Let me think about this. <laughs> now, hold on. I mean, uh, I mean, even if this animal is sterile, there would probably be at least some sort of social thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. I'm a social mater. Okay, so roll a d4. So now I roll a d4 to see if the animal call works. It's gonna happen. I feel it in my bones. Four, 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 number four. Yeah! Yay! Yay! It worked. You used the secret. Ah! Hmm. All right, so you got a four. So that brings you up to a ten. For set them up, uh, let's see, on a ten plus, the monster falls for your trick completely. Advance on the control track and pick one of the options from the move list. So that brings back up to the D10 square. Okay. So you set someone up perfectly. Give plus one to a teammate as long as they exploit the situation you created. Catch a glimpse of a hidden hidden truth. Gain a session ace. Or you get a moment to diagnose the monster's wounds. Ask the guide one thing the monster can do and one it can't do to its wounds. Mm, I think you're, you're, yeah. you're chronically low on aces in this group. So <laughs> that would be my suggestion. The hidden hmm. truth. What is the truth to there? So you catch a glimpse of a hidden truth. As Ubasi's great head swings towards where you have projected this sound of uh, mirror Ubasi, you see their eyes briefly, that jagged blackness that uh, is infesting them pulls back, and you see a look in their eyes that you see as a, a great loneliness. Perhaps this is why Ubasi is so willing to act as a guardian to these villages and to be a playground for the children of them. There's this deep sadness that Ubasi has knowing that there is no other like them in this world. God. So that gives you a session ace. Ooh. Oh. oh boy. I feel real good about that one. There we go. Good old session ace. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that emotional. It reminds me of this at Anyone remember the episode from the original Pokemon original season where they encounter a giant Dragonite that's all alone and yes. they're playing recordings of the back to yes, it? Yes, I do. <laughs> and it's like, I'm just trying to find a friend. I'm like, <laughs> maybe that's all Ubasi wants. This is all. Oh my gosh. All right. So Tenpenny has started crying again. Oh, 
like if you cry every time. <laughs> Does anyone have a good plan right now? <laughs> I have some semblance. I have a good plan for the you know, goo no. foot. Okay, what's your goo foot plan? I, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm on the shoulder right now. So assuming there isn't a swag land like in my immediate vicinity, I'll just kind of rappel down until I get to one of the sweat glands on the leg. Okay. So you, do you want to try to cure? I would like to try that, yes. Okay. Please. So you're yeah. just going to roll a d10, and uh, you can add the session ace to that if you want, or one of your own aces. You also have one hold, so you've got options. Uh, can I choose those after I roll the d10, or do I have to declare them now? It doesn't say, so I'm going to say you can choose after you roll, but that may not be rules as written. So for listeners out there, that may not be how this game actually works. But uh, because I can't see it here, I'll let Sandy Pub Games know that that needs no clarification. Rules. Why? No, I deny you. <laughs> okay. Five out of ten. I rebuke the devil. You roll the five on the d10. Uh, so you will probably want to add an ace to that, uh, either a session ace or a character ace. And again, you do have a hold. And someone could use that hold to rescue a character, rescue a teammate that rolled a six or below, or to refresh the critical ace. Uh, let me think. I, I apologize for uh, rolling poorly on all our critical aces. This time you're going to roll an eight because I'm refreshing it. You're going to do it and it's going to be fine. Okay. You're going to roll an eight. Thirteen. Uh, I will use that one hold to roll a critical ace. Matt. Okay. And I briefly put critical aces back to one. Roll that eight. d8. Eight. Mike, please uh, eight. Uh, invoke the secret. Yes. Eight. Thank you. Eight. Number eight. <laughs> Seven. That's seven almost eight. Is also <laughs> extremely good. Okay, this yeah. is excellent. This is really good. Okay, so uh, in total, that brings you up to a twelve. Cure on a ten plus. You heal the monster's wound, and they lose the abilities that wound granted them. Reset the control track. I don't know why I made two control tracks. I'm just supposed to reset it, so I'm just going to delete that one. Okay. So we're going to reset the control track, which means that these three go back to being clear. And you have cured the goo foot. Paint me a word picture for how this goes. Uh, I will invoke my knowledge of kaiju anatomy. And with my, you know, kind of bird's eye view from the shoulder, identify where the nearest sweat gland is. And then I'll kind of, I'll just leap off the shoulder and rappel down like, yeah, like Rainbow Six style. <laughs> and just to plunge my uh, hypodermic pointy your delivery system into said sort of gland. Okay. The hypodermic slides home perfectly into one of these sweat glands that's pumping out goo. You slam the plunger down and you see the uh, the mixture of healthy dog sweat, desert flower juice, <laughs> plant pulp, and sand. Sand. Make its way, sand, <laughs> make its way through the large caliber needle into the creature. And the effect is not immediate, but it is swift you see that ubasi is roaring and ubasi rears up on their hind legs and as this happens you are thrown away from the creature you land safely in the sand do an action roll and yarrow you also find yourself as you are trying to cling and maintain control of the situation the rubble that you're holding onto that has become glued onto ubasi's legs starts to crack and come free and the rubble along with the hair underneath it and the disgusting goo that was bonding it to Ubasi, all of that flies off as Ubasi's front legs slam back into the ground with a huge tremor and the crust of particulate and debris shatters on both of their front legs and sends gross disgusting things flying everywhere it's you know there's like a avalanche of dirt rocks plant life and goo 
and also fur because the fur is being pulled away along with this goo that was matting it together. And you see Ubasi's legs are now like hairless wherever there had been crust on it before, but they are free of the goo, or at least the last bits of it are sloughing off uh, as the goo foot is destroyed. So the goo foot is cured. Uh, Ubasi can no longer melt terrain or, or get you stuck in their paw prints. And we reset the track. You have one more wound to cure. Giga scurvy. Truly a vile disease. Indeed. Eat your citrus kits, or else you might get become a kaiju. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking for the next step is now we flip them over and then we shoot the potato gun into their mouth. That sounds, sounds like you have a plan. <laughs> Tell me your plan. Okay, my plan is that we flip it over and get the goo in its mouth with the gun, the goo gun, the potato gun. Okay, are we going to do we go on three for trying to enact this part of the plan? I imagine so. I'm just trying to figure out which stat that is to flip it over. That's a good question. And you should look at the relevant trainings and backgrounds that all the characters here have to figure out who would be most well-versed in flipping a turtle. Look no further. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me is like, well, I kind of want to say grit because at the end of the day, this is dentistry, but that's me being biased because I have a plus one grit. (laughs) Remember that everyone involved in the plan has to roll the same stat. Yeah. So let's see. Just want to trainings and background. Let's just take a quick let, look. So force is physical strength and grand action. Find is motor control and delicate actions. Grit is stamina and fighting spirit. And acuity is thinking and observation. Allure is leadership and charm. How's to me, this it? would this would either be grand action or if you can make a case for how this is fighting spirit and uh, stamina, then we could maybe go for that. What's y'all's grit? Well, you know, in the abstract, yeah. I'm I'm the grittiest character that I've ever played. You got true grit. <laughs> I have zero grit. My grit is neutral. Okay. I'm grit neutral, functionally. Okay. Being neutral is fine. I mean, it's better than a minus one. Yeah, that's... I'll roll minus one right now. I don't care. I'm ready <laughs> to die. I, I mean, I'm I have a minus... <laughs> now, we could also look at this as the part of the plan that you're working on right now is setting up the lever. Mm-hmm. So that might be what you're looking at. And that might take fighting spirit to try and drag this gigantic thing in and amongst the feet of a rampaging monster. So the setting up of the lever might be, I could see that being a grit move. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of the maneuvering it in and figuring out, okay, you push, I pull, the, get it into place. The enormous lever is in the wagon still? Yeah. I mean, who's who's doing what? Who's in, who's involved in the plan of setting up the enormous lever? How are you going to get this fulcrum in place? What is the fulcrum? Did all the goats scatter? The goats have scattered. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, get to them. It's just they've scattered. I just was imagining that Tenpenny was going to, like, try to aim or position it while maybe the other two like pushed it okay i mean i my part of the action could be like yarrow's sort of a cowboy could rustle the goats get them back on the harness and get the wagon moving while the other two work on trajectory okay that sounds fine sounds good so yarrow you're off there rounding up those goats and let's see isa you're probably helping figure out the best location for this and uh tenpenny you are commanding this action. So let's all roll our grit. Okay, I got a nine. It's a, a six. six. You're welcome. And a nine. Eight. Okay, not too bad. Oop. 
tiny break. Baby break. Like baby Lawrence. So cute. All oh, those eyes are so wide. You are muted now if you were trying to speak. Yeah, a little one really wants to grab the microphone. Okay. <laughs> so we've got two nines and a six here. And yes, I know, buddy. Me too. Uh, let's see. So as it is, you would not get any hold from this unless some of you wanted to spend aces to get over a 10. <laughs> and for the six or below, Ubasi is going to advance this move track here. I will spend resuscitation. That's the sound of Ubasi. That's the sound. Ubasi sounds like a baby. <laughs> no, that would be horrible. <laughs> Ter- hot, magnificently large creature, tiny little baby voice. <laughs> yeah, bitty living space. Me too. So, do you think that Yarrow gets really winded trying to chase the goats because he's winded from chasing the dogs and he has to resuscitate himself, rolling the D4 so he doesn't pass out? I mean, yeah, that could work. He tucks his own head between his legs and yeah, Let's take a dive onto an adrenaline shot. That's really it. I, I use the Pulp Fiction kit. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, so you use your resuscitation, and you're going to roll an ace, and maybe we'll get. Well, we're definitely going to get over that six. So I'll move this back. Velvet, could you say the number four repeatedly so I roll a four? Yes, four, 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 four. Velvet, four. <laughs> <laughs> you roll the one. Gosh darn it, I couldn't roll a zero. I, I, I am cursed. I apologize. It's not my fault. <laughs> the good news is that does get you over a six. So you either Isa or Tenpenny wish to use an ace. Reminder, you have a session ace uh, available to you or character aces that you can use. You can use either the session ace or one of your character aces or each of you can use one of those options. It's up to you. Sorry, individually use a... <laughs> individually use an ace yes each of you would need to use an ace in order to get to a uh, tenor above oh uh, okay let me think um can i use a fine in wound dressing to say that the grappling hook got injured and i cherry rigged it back <laughs> uh the wound could be something on you or something on ubasi or one of the goats maybe that's drawing the cart okay that works. Like at the last minute, you notice one of the goats is limping. Yes. And that's just, uh, if it's uh, ace, it's a 1d4, correct? That's right. Sorry, what were you saying, Velvet? I was going to, do we all have to roll a 10 or above for this action or just one? No, but for each 10 or above, you get uh, one hold. And if you are at a seven to nine, then you lose something important. So currently, you're losing one important thing okay. due to the seven to nine. But and my. But my one added uh, one to what? Yeah, 10. Yeah. Brings you to a 10. So you've currently got one hold. And as it stands, you've got one hold and you'll lose two important things. Spend that ace. I believe in you. Yeah. Uh, I think I can. Yeah. I mean, the only ace I have left is the analytical thinking one. That makes sense here to me. Yeah, absolutely. Geometry is positioning the lever properly. Yeah, math. Is geometry the right math? Am I stupid? I I, I don't do math. So <laughs> it's the wrong group. Yeah, we're all lit uh, English or, wait a second, psychology majors here? We are all lit. That is true. I mean, humanities? (laughs) The humanities. So your analytical thinking thinking allows you to uh, understand the best way to place this lever, and you make some last-minute adjustments. So you've now got two holds. Uh, You do lose one important thing, which I think the important thing that you lose here is the potato cannon. So your launcher is, uh, as you are moving all of this into place, 
Ubasi's great feet are stamping about, enjoying their newfound nudity uh, and freedom from the goo foot. And uh, as they stomp, one of those stomps crushes the gun launcher next to the cart of potatoes and overturns the sweet potato paste cart. It doesn't all spill out. It just overturns the cart and the gun is destroyed. Well, that's not very good news. I guess it's back to plan B, which is animal grease. (laughs) So you have two holds. And again, the things you can use hold for are advance on the control track, rescue a teammate who rolled a six or below, push the monster back on the control track, gain a session ace, and refresh a critical ace. Seeing that the potato gun has been smashed, Yarrow understands that he flashes back to the conversation with the with the weird old lady and instructing him to douse himself in animal fat. And, and Yarrow realizes that he has to go and grab some sweet potatoes and, and climb Ubasi once again to get near their mouth okay. and, and brave their toxic breath. Are you going to climb Ubasi before you flip them over? Yeah, I thought... I mean, we didn't fail in flipping them over. We got that set up. We just broke the cannon. So you don't have to climb to do that. You just have to... Yarrow thinks about climbing Ubasi really hard, but then doesn't. I mean, save that. Save that energy, because I think to flip over Ubasi using your big lever trap, probably set him up. The question is, who who activates the lever? Flip him. I'll flip him. Set him up is a fine roll. If that helps. I got that plus one fine. Same. Because, okay, you go ahead. I was about to say that Tenpenny is a fine, fine, uh, I used lad before. I don't know if that's gender neutral enough. I mean, if you like, you can roll. I don't trust my rolls. So if if you have the same plus one at fine, I I encourage you to try it. Okay, I'll do it. So you got a nine. So for set him up on a seven to nine. Okay, so on set em up, you do not advance the control track, but you pick one from the list. You set someone up perfectly, give a plus one as long as they exploit the situation you created, or you catch a glimpse of a hidden truth, gain a session ace, or you get a moment to diagnose the wounds. As you're pulling down on this lever, which one of these things helps you? But also, just as just as a note, you do have a session ace that you could spend to get yourself over 10, in which case you advance the control track and pick one of these options. Oh, yeah. Should I do that? I should do that. I'd say you, yeah, but that's what just do you, me. What do you two think? Follow the heart of the cards. Because if you roll a 10 plus here, you can, by spending your ace, then you get to advance on the control track, and you can just get another session ace by le- catching a glimpse of a hidden truth. Yeah. Okay. That's tough. Kiki, Kiki, don't do anything if you want me to spend my session ace. Kiki, are you grinding? She did nothing. That means she wants me to spend it. All right, so roll a d4. And no matter what you roll on it, you're going to get a good option here. I got a four. You did. So you've got a total roll of 13, which is very nice. Uh, I'm going to advance this here, uh, advance you on the control clock, and you catch a glimpse of a hidden truth. You want a session ace there? Yes. Okay. Just just to, so I used one, and then... You gain one back, basically. Yeah. Okay, so you leap down on the lever, and through the you know, a system of weights and leverage that has been set up in this machine that the town built to help out Ubasi when Ubasi is on their back. You flip that and reverse it, and the end of the, the opposite end of the lever from you crushes into the rhino belly of the beast, and Ubasi finds themselves tipping and tipping and tipping until finally, with a massive (laughs) crash, they land on their side of their shell and then with another huge crash land on their back and the boiling water 
uh, leaks out of their uh, oasis and into the sands where it is greedily drunk up by the parched landscape. Ubasi is on their back, and the glimpse of the hidden truth that you see as Ubasi's mountain cat legs flail, or partially depilated mountain cat legs flail in the air and their tail slishes back and forth, you see on their rhinoceros belly that there is a uh, a glow in Ubasi's belly. It's not entirely sure what that means, but there is something glowing, pulsating deep within this beast that you can only see from this position. And we refill your session ace there. Is it the AllSpark? <laughs> if I open it? We do have Snapwave with us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what are you all doing next? Bossy is rolling around on their back on their shell, but it's not quite able to get themselves back up. Each time they roll, it's just like imprinting the desert sand with the divots on their shell. Gotta get the potatoes in Ubasi's mouth. You do. Not a phrase that I expected to hear said today, <laughs> but here we are. I could say it again for if you'd like. It's all right. Maybe, maybe Yarrow, maybe you can say it out loud as Yarrow. Uh, I've got to get the potatoes in Ubasi's mouth. Perfect. Thank you. Excellent. The rallying call we needed. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, if we're open to doing another group action, maybe Yarrow could uh, use his great Masu skills to relax Ubasi. Then I guess Tempenny and Isaac can just start carrying armfuls of potatoes into its mouth. I've been carrying this field deployable massage table for a very long time. Yeah put his head on top of the table so he massages around the head to get it to open its mouth <laughs> so that then we can like so sorry i i was as i did that hand gesture i accidentally took my finger off the button so we can throw <laughs> the potatoes in <laughs> <laughs> i will relax the beast with my mighty hand okay so are we are you doing a set em up there yarrow or you have a we go on three plan that's working with this my 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 we go on three is what Colleen has just suggested. I will relax yeah. Ubasi while my compatriots deliver the sweet potato paste. Like the mighty baby that Ubasi is, we must feed Ubasi baby food to quell its colic. Or else we're preparing the potatoes to like throw in with like a makeshift slingshot so that then the next roll is deploying it for the cure. This sounds like it's a fine role. And do you each have a relevant training or background here? I know that you've got apothecarology, Yaro, so you know about this. Or, or do mm -hmm. we want this to be a force role because you're doing massage? I think force works for me. And yeah, I guess if we're just like beating potatoes at Ubasi. Yeah. I don't know if we're doing that yet because that's part of the cure. Not to get too rules lawyery, but... Oh, Maybe true. you're setting up, setting up the cure delivery mm -hmm. somehow yeah. yeah that's what yeah. i was saying we make the makeshift sling delivery now okay since we since we don't have a gun we we stick two sticks in the ground get something stretchy so we can do pull it back and do that now yeah or if we're doing force you could be trying to pull back their lips or something along those lines are we rolling force then yeah everybody does a force roll use the force not terrible seven yeah well, noise. Right. I am a good masseuse. I told you. <laughs> you didn't lie. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Okay. So at this point, you have a ludicrous amount of hold. You have four hold. Yeah. But you're able to get Ubasi's mouth starts to, like the lip starts to curl back from their rows and rows of razor sharp teeth. You can see the gums bleeding and leaking uh, from the Giga Scurvy. The great heat of it is, you know, like instantly giving you that, that burned feeling on your face. And 
We did have a seven there, so you lost something important in doing this. Some health. So what does specifically Isa lose that's important here? I think maybe I didn't take the, you know, that special needle with me when I leapt off and in the rolling Ubasi just ends up crushing it. Okay. So that your is that your special equipment? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. So you have four hold. You've lost your special equipment. You have one session ace. What are we gonna do with all this hold? It's time to cure. We just gotta bump ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much hold do you want to spend on advancing on the control track here? Two to advance, one to bump Ubasia. Wait. Unless oh. we spend all three on advancing. Hmm. Mm. I mean, it's the last thing we got to cure. I'm just going to... Yeah. Okay, so you can use one to push the monster back. So you could use one to push Ubasi out of the D12. Yeah, and then wow. just pop ourselves up to D12. Okay. Yeah, go, go right ahead. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, sorry for the little glitch in the recording there. We're back in action. Now, when we left off, you had filled up the symbiosis control track here you're sitting at a d12 you've used all your hold you have one session ace remaining you have gotten ubasi's lips to curl open revealing their razor sharp teeth and oven hot breath ubasi is being kept docile and relaxed by the expert ministrations of yaro's firm fingers doing those scratching in and amongst the corrupted fiery mane that is still just hair maybe some ear rubbing that kind of stuff digging into those temples you're really putting your knowledge of monster biology to the utmost use does yarrow speak to his patients as he massages them it's gonna be all right you know you, you didn't mean to smash the village i i understand we all fly off the handle a little bit from time to time you know even i get angry and then i i look out into the desert I remember life is, is is way more simple out there where, you know, the troubles of the city, mm. they get to you sometimes. You got to find yourself out, outside again and, and you're with you, you're with your buddy. You, you, pet, you pet a lizard and then that lizard becomes your friend. Ubasi is, I think, fairly relaxed at this point. They are lying on their back. Their eyes are drifting shut. You hear a deep rumbling purr, and unlike the sound of Ubasi's footsteps or the deep impact of Ubasi landing upon the ground, this purr that you are eliciting from this monster sends a gentle, soothing vibration through the earth, and you see from amidst the sand and the rubble and the destruction, green shoots begin to grow in an area surrounding this prone creature. And soon you see grasses and plants and flowers and wildflowers beginning to grow up and push up through the sand as the sand moistens from the water pouring out of the pool in Ubasi's shell and turns to a fertile mix. And this patch of the desert begins to grow once again. And who is going to roll cure? I want to, but I also, I'm so afraid. <laughs> I can't be trusted to roll. Uh, I guess that leaves me. <laughs> I, guess it, I guess it makes sense. Cause, cause it makes sense. I'm, you are the dentist. I'm the dentist. Yeah. De- exactly. So tell us, well, roll your dice first. Roll a d12 plus a d4. 12. 12. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. Yeah, yes, 15. 15. You're the chosen 15. one. That's wonderful. 
On a 10 plus, you heal the monster's wound and they lose the abilities that wound granted them. If this was the monster's final wound, they are cured. Take a breath. You did it. <sighs> what does this look like? How do you minister to Ubasi's Giga Scurvy and heal this wonderful beast? Well, as mentioned, that while Yarrow was like, as we got the head onto the table for Yarrow to start the massage, uh, and Isa and Tenpenny set up, I guess, like, struck the poles into the sand and, you know, moved it around so that they could get a slingshot working. So then with this slingshot working and the mouth of Ubasi has kind of been pushed open a bit, Tenpenny starts administrating this paste by throwing it into Ubasi's mouth with the big slingshot, but then also using a very long, like... Toothbrush? <laughs> I was gonna say it was kind of like shaped like an oar um like to kind of move it around onto the gums of ubasi and get ubasi it all that's good that's what that's a wonderful image i'm imagining you know you're you're you know first you fling the paste up there and then you use the the oar to sort of gently rub it into the the bleeding gums of ubasi and you know you see the darkness and corruption retreat as this paste spreads over the mouth and i don't know does it foam or is it just like splat on there it definitely will take away the inflammation of these gums so as time progresses the gums become less of a bright red and uh, turn into a more healthy pink and a lot of the pain that has been held around ubasi's mouth starts to diminish absolutely and ubasi's great mane the red and black fade from it and it blends through purple and then back into that beautiful electric blue that you know and fluffs out as this great creature is relaxed and healed. You see the crescents of eye that you can still see beneath their heavy lids fading from that corrupted color back to the familiar soothing green. And Ubasi's eyes close completely and their great cat legs fold up onto their chest, like when you see cats sleeping on their back. Aww. You see the tail sweeping back and forth as it's almost like it's tilling or irrigating the newly fertile land behind its shell as Ubasi sleeps and heals. I think this has taken a long time, this encounter you've had with Ubasi and healing their wounds. And... The lights are dimming as evening comes on, and you hear the sound of yipping and barking as Seeker Cavallo and his dogs appear barreling through the desert, and he dismounts from his bicycle, like vaulting off of it and landing on the still damp uh, ground, and he kneels down and touches one of the flowers, looking in wonder, and says, You did it! And Ubasi's healing the desert. As you healed Ubasi. This is wonderful. They really are a magnificent creature, Twopenny says as they dust their hands off and looks at one of Ubasi's gigantic paws and tries to see what color its toe beans are. You tell me. <laughs> what color are Ubasi's uh, toe beans now that you can full see them? circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at Kiki right now. Kiki has black toe beans on her white paws. So I'm going to go with like a grayish color. Okay. Like a rhinoceros hide, perhaps? Yeah. Oh, ho. Okay. 
So they're gunmetal gray toe beans are, you see their feet flexing and the gigantic scythe-sized claws coming out every once in a while as their feet flex in their sleep. Ubasi's having a nice dream as they sleep and, uh, oh. I don't know. Were you going to spend the night here? I like how they make biscuits while they sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I go and get Shosher. Shosher is rested at this point and is able to rise and walk, though one of their feet is still encrusted in the, uh, the goo that you were stuck in before. I know, now I have to get more dogs wet. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> we have, I, I have an idea for that goo, actually. We probably have yeah. oh, some left, wouldn't we? I don't think Shosher has actually been infected with the goo foot. Oh, They're okay. just, their foot is encased in goo. Their claw, I guess. It is a it is a foot with goo on it, not a goo foot. That's yes. right. Yes. The distinction is very important in the medical world. At some point, maybe if, if it was like exposed for an even longer amount of time, it would get it. But clearly, Yarrow is going to clean it off and Shosher will be fine. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Uh, I think Seeker Cavallo starts setting up a tent in the lee of, mm -hmm. of the inverted shell and... Uh, invites you to do the same and says, you may as well enjoy this little paradise that you've helped create while it lasts. Who knows how long it will survive the sun. Shouldn't we uh, turn it back over onto its stomach? I think we should let them sleep before we do that. There's a time for writing things and a time for letting giant cats lay. This is one of the times where you let the giant turtle rhinoceros lay down and irrigate the desert and start terraforming with its magical kaiju powers just as the legends of old of course hero you know best yep he's so wise so tenpenny starts setting up their tent brings out a harmonica afterwards to start playing around the campfire Yarrow inexplicably has a, a, a piece of driftwood, don't ask, that he, he lays on <laughs> in, in lieu of a tent, and he tips, his, he tips his hat over his eyes and is immediately asleep. Yeah, so anything else, you want to, anything else you want to do in this scene before we move on? I'm good. Bask in the joy. Driven job well done. We did it. We, we did that. Yeah. When you're ready and you've done all you need to do, move on. Here's how move on works. When your work here is finished, pick one from the list below and either ask the guide where the next job is or tell them where you're headed next. Your options are pick a new move or upgrade one you already have to its monster form, add plus one to one of your stats, swap the bonuses between two stats, or change a negative one or zero stat for a new background or training. Hmm. Might take a uh, plus one to force so that now it's at a neutral zero okay say that um in tenpenny's efforts of today uh they they grew more muscle their muscles they got beefier okay good it's been a pretty physically demanding job Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. anyone else have an idea i, I want the monster form of shosher <laughs> 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 all right I'm not entirely sure what that would be. I think it's in here somewhere, but... A dire Shosher. I'll see you. <laughs> Shosher gets slightly hairier. Monster gifts. The slime okay. on Shosher has made it grow to twice the size it was before. Okay, so when you do this, color in the dot beside the new move text and give the move a tell. 
A tell is an aspect of the creature you healed that carries over to you when you were granted the monster gift. This could be anything from a particular smell that wafts as you trigger your upgraded move to a new physical appearance, even a song that plays in your head as you invoke the power the monster has entrusted with you. Your tell might only manifest when you trigger the relevant move, or it may be a permanent change in your character's appearance. It's up to you. Uh, maybe your character leaves a faint smell of cherry blossoms and wood smoke wherever they go. Or maybe their tail and strange eyes only manifest when they brew their potions. It's totally your choice. Upgraded moves mostly use the same triggers as their unupgraded versions, and you may opt to use their additional abilities or not at your discretion. Some monster gifts uh, will have an entirely different trigger than the base form. In this case, you only use the move you trigger. Um, so let me just see here your move there is rider so okay yeah so how does how does your how does shosher change what what are you greeted by what new form or change in shosher are you greeted by when you awaken with the morning light i think that shosher has a a, a third a set of legs Ooh, six in total and um has a a turtle shell now but it's still wow, a, that's cool a woolly giant lizard but with a turtle shell and more legs Okay. So, Isa, what is your what have you picked from Move On? Uh, I think I also want to pick a monster move. Okay. Well, the same information applies. I'll read this sidebar for you. Monster gifts. What are they? The exact nature of a monster gift varies from monster to monster. Some will give you a physical object or a piece of small jewelry to keep with you as a symbol of your connection. Others will touch your spirit and imbue it with power. Some will remake your clothes or mark you with a tattoo. When you opt to take a monster gift, feel free to be bold and creative with how it's given to you. I think in the morning, you notice that Shosher has this shell now, and uh, you're feeling stronger than before, Tenpenny, and all of you get together and you see Ubasi is awake, and their great eyes turn to you, and you feel in your, in your minds, in your hearts, that Ubasi would like your help flipping back over. But you set up the lever, you flip Ubasi back over. They stretch as a cat does and stand up and yawn. And as they yawn and shake their mane and you look, you can see that the whole desert, as far as you can see, has begun to bloom again. As Ubasi spent the night sleeping with the pure spring waters of their back seeping into the desert and their purr revitalizing the uh, nutrients in the soil, these zone of life has expanded as far as you can see. What does Ubasi do to bestow a gift upon you, Isa? Ooh, I don't know. Help me out. Well, what move do you want to upgrade? I think I want to upgrade my, uh, the open hidden eyes. So maybe when I focus to, you know, see through illusions and glamours, maybe my eyes take on the semblance of Ubasi's. Okay. Your eyes would turn into the green lion eyes of Ubasi. Okay. Very nice. You feel your soul touched by the monster. As Ubasi shakes himself off and turns and begins to walk towards the village from whence you came. And, you know, you follow Ubasi back and the people of the village are apprehensive at first, but they've been watching through their telescopes and binoculars and have seen that Ubasi has returned to their usual self. So when Ubasi, <laughs> when Ubasi reaches the walls, they kneel down and with one of their paws that's still deferred, they touch the part of the village which they had previously destroyed in their rampage. And you hear that purr again. And when their paw moves away, the village has been restored to how it was. And there are plants and vines growing in and through the rebuilt walls and buildings that Ubasi has restored. And the village celebrates and you celebrate with them. This is a great moment. 
This village is now surrounded by arable farmland or just verdant fields, whatever the people there should choose to do with it. And as the celebration winds down, Cavallo comes to find the group of you. And what are each of you doing at the celebration? Just a brief moment. Yarrow is talking to some fire spiders that are present. They're listening attentively as you spin your tail. And then we, we flip Ubashi over and uh, I rubbed its neck and scratched its ears. And they were very thankful. The spiders dance back and forth in appreciation, glowing up like fireflies. Where do we find Isa? I think I will adopt one of the stray dogs in the village. Okay. As you sit down with this dog and puts its hand on your knee and gazes up at you, tongue lolling out the way that dogs do, head cocked to the side, what's this dog look like? It, it, it's a chunky one. It's like a bulldog. Hmm, cute. And where do we see Tenpenny? Tenpenny is definitely teaching these kids the dance they did that distracted Ubasi. The kids are dancing. You're all dancing in this big circle in front of Ubasi, and you can see Ubasi's mouth is sort of like, you know, cats can't smile, but they can kind of look like they're smiling. Yeah. Depending on how they tilt their head. It's like that. Ubasi's head is tilted in such a way that it looks like they have a smile on their face. Their ears uh, flicking forward to indicate their attention on you. Okay. And so Seeker Cavallo comes to find all of you and says, you've all done such a wonderful job healing Ubasi. And Ubasi seems to be in better spirits than they've ever been before. But Ubasi's not the only creature in this world that needs our help. We've heard some reports from Sector 5. We're needed again. I think we fade to black there and the credits roll. And Carmilla Donson plays once again. <laughs> yeah, we get a highlight reel of all of the characters being animated to do Carmel Donson. <laughs> all right, what'd you think of Monster Care Squad? It's cute. I would love that game. Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I, I love it. I really love this. This is so much fun. I wish to play more. I think we'll come back to this for sure. I am thankful for the mechanics that uh, help with my cursed rolls. <laughs> yeah, mm. sure, those aces. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely come back to this. We win because we can add. <laughs> we did math. Yeah, Ew. I I would say like I don't know if they'll ever integrate it with a roll twenty or some sort of thing. I'd love one day to be able to tick those off instead of writing them down manually. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. It was so much fun. I had a great time. So thank you to Sandy Puck Games for uh, giving us the preview of the rules for this and. Uh, thank you so much for walking me through the different parts where I was getting a little confused. I know the earlier parts of this session were kind of rough, my first time running it, and, you know, they're draft rules. I'm really excited to see the polished version of this game come out. And like I said, we'll definitely be coming back to this corner of Gov's domain to see what uh, the Monster Care Squad is up to over in Sector 5. Oh. <laughs> so once again, check the show notes. The Kickstarter for Monster Care Squad is opening up on July 3rd, so that should be just a couple of days from when you're hearing this. And uh, you look for Monster Care Squad on Kickstarter, you can get yourself signed up to receive a notification once as soon as it goes live. And again, the link for that will be in the notes. I'd like to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katsik, Quetlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people, and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. I also want to once again state that Black Lives Matter, and as we know from what I am sure will continue to be ongoing protests, demonstrations, and movements across the world 
especially in North America, your help is needed, your voice is needed, your energy is needed. If you are looking for ways to help, you can go to blacklivesmatters.card.co. Card is C-A-R-R-D dot co dot C-O. There's a link of places to help you find a map of protests, sign petitions, donate, read and learn about the issues. So many wonderful links in one place there. Uh, so please drop by and learn about what you can do or just learn about the movement if you need to know more. And so until the next time, all the best. Space squids. All the best, folks. All the best. Yes. Space squids. Space squids. Space, squids. Space kaiju. <laughs> yes. <laughs>